Hello and welcome to the Leadership and Insurance Podcast. This is the podcast that brings you the greatest innovation change makers in the world of insurance and insure tech. We speak to innovation leaders from carriers and brokers. We speak to insure tech founders and C-suite executives. And we bring you all of the people that add value to that community, whether it be private equity, venture capitalists, or even people like organizational psychologists and thought leaders and futurists. We try really hard to bring you the most innovative people in the world of insurance on a global basis. So with that in mind, we'd love your support. So please like, share, follow or subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Alex Bond. Welcome to the Leadership Insurance Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by FinPro. FinPro is a leading insurtech specialist recruitment business that operates on a global basis. We have delivered assignments across North America, throughout Europe and into Asia. We are super excited to speak to anyone who has some recruitment challenges that is either starting or scaling a business. And we're confident we can help you find the people to help you innovate the world of insurance one new hire at a time please visit our website, www.wearefinpro.com for more information. Good morning and welcome to the Leadership and Insurance uh, Podcast. Uh, nearly got it a program there. That's a good start, isn't it? Um, but it is the Leadership and Insurance Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Alex Bond, and I'm very lucky today to be joined by Stephen, who is CEO of Cena. Uh, Stephen, um, well, it's good afternoon, but good morning for the ruse of the podcast. Um, lovely to hear about, you know, the, the Cena business, what it what it is you guys are, are proposing to do. Yeah, well, great. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, Look, maybe before we get into say no, we should, you know, speak about about insurance just overall, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and that that's our and it has a big impact on our mission, right? So so, um, you know the 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 overall goal, the original mission of insurance, right, of an insurance product is to is to help you um, feel comfortable to move forward to take a risk, right? Uh, so uh, say if you're a company, it's to launch into new projects, right? Um, and know that if something goes bad, terrible, you're covered, right? You're not going to lose everything. Um, if you're uh, an individual, a, a, you know, a consumer, um, it's uh, daring to buy a new home, right? It's daring to do a trip, right? So insurance normally, right, is supposed to, to help you move forward, but when you think about it, when you look at how, how the industry is operating today, people buying insurance do not at all perceive insurance that way, right? They just think it's a mandatory purchase. They generally look for some, whatever's cheapest. They expect that, you know, the day where they really need help, uh, they're going to have to fight tooth and nail to get some sort of compensation, right? Mm. Um, and an example we love to use, right, is health insurance, Right. Um, so um, I'm I'm French and Irish, uh, so I'm, and I spend a lot of my time in France. That has a very robust health insurance system. Right. Part of it is public. Part of it is private. But anyway, it's so well done. It has lots of flaws. Needs to be improved in many ways. But it it, it works. Right. And as a result, um, if if you live and and you're covered in this country. You're thinking about something else, right? You, you, you can you, your your entire mental bandwidth can be on other things than just, you know, do I need 
you know, how can I stay healthy? Because if ever I'm sick, it's going to be a disaster, right? Mm. So imagine the, 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 that, that creates so much liberty to do other things, right? And to feel comfortable and serene in your life. Uh, whereas if you look at other countries, for example, the, 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 the United States, health insurance is a huge concern, right, for most people. And as a result, they can't do things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, that, and, that, and I consider that, 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 that their system is broken at that level. Right. So I just wanted to put the context mm. that that is the mm-hmm. mission that we're about, right? Is how can we make sure that insurance for everybody is an enabler of progress, of, of doing things, of moving forward, right? Um, and so to, to tackle that really important mission, because we believe that is what insurance is supposed to do, um, we, we say that helps companies that operate insurance, so brokers, MGAs, any type of insurance distributor, who are, you know, the, the, the tip of the spear, they are the ones who are with the clients, and we help them build great insurance experiences, mm-hmm. right? And for that, we bring them, a, a, how it works is we bring them a, a software tool, a software platform on which they can operate their whole business. So when you're, for example, a broker, what do you need? You need a great insurance product, right? So on our platform, on Sena, you can go and ask for a tailor-made um, custom insurance product adapted to your strategy as a broker and adapted to your specific clients. Mm-hmm. Make that happen. We've built underneath this platform, we've built a full stack insurance carrier. So we have built from scratch a carrier. We have a license. We carry risk. And then in the future, we'll also let other carriers come into our platform and help it. But that's the really the first part of this platform, the insurance product. However, what makes the platform unique is we've also built all the software so that a broker can use Sana software to build their insurance distribution. So all the online and offline sales, um, uh, quote building, payments, signatures, et cetera, very easily with, with, with little to no IT help. We've built all the SaaS software, sorry, so that they can build all, all the claims experience. And we've built all the software for accounting, for compliance, uh, for any type of admin. And what is magic in the platform is that all these tools, these software tools are perfectly integrated with the insurance products. Before, saying that what you had to do as a broker is you had to go see an insurance carrier and say, please give me an insurance product that is competitive. Mm-hmm. And then you had to go build all your technology stack, all your tooling. And then you had to configure all of that tooling to match the insurance product requirements to you know all the different criteria, all the data flows, all the payments. So instead of spending your time focusing on clients, on go-to-market, on creating great clients' experiences, you were basically spending 80, 90% of your time on admin. That's what we consider mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and so if we can equip professionals in the insurance uh, in the insurance industry with the best tooling, which help them create great client experiences, we know that we'll achieve our mission at a huge scale, because their customers are going to have great insurance experiences and therefore think about other things and, and move forward. And you'll notice that our positioning is not to um, is an enabler, sorry, positioning. Right, we've really built an enabler business model where we go help um, companies that already operate insurance historically. Right, and we have as clients we have some very large uh, brokers such as uh, uh, Aon or Marsh mm-hmm. or, or and, and, and others, 
we have some more niche specialized MGAs and brokers that have decided to take one specific insurance product and go very deep in that. And then we have some insure techs who are launching out and running and they can use our infrastructure to, to build up. But you'll notice each time we are helping them improve the, the, the service they're offering to their clients. Mm. And that enables us to hit our mission at a huge scale because we actually go see um, brokers who are already operating, say they do 50, 100, 200, 2 billion you know, euros or pounds of, of, of premiums and um, whatever commissions. And we tell them, look, you can shift your business over to our platform. So you can re-migrate your business over to our platform. You'll instantly become more competitive, have much better growth, um, have better margins because more is automated. And your customers are going to be more satisfied. And, and that, but why am I saying this is that the notion that we can migrate the existing industry onto our platform means that we hit and we impact the lives of the end clients very quickly because they're already in the system mm-hmm. with these clients. We don't need to wait for the broker to go acquire these new clients, which would be much slower. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really interesting. There's so much to unpick there. I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to think where to start. Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I just, um, I just laid out a 10, 20 year program in, in, in five minutes, but it's really what we're trying to build. Look, in, uh, if we play our cards right in, a, in, in, in a few years, and if we play our cards very right in, in, in less than that, we really hope to be enabling a huge chunk of the European PNC market, and that a lot of it is operating on our, on our infrastructure. Hmm. Well, let's start there. That, I think that's interesting. I, I think the term enabling is, is really interesting. And I think it's, it's juxtaposed to how it was a couple of years ago where everything was insurance broken. <laughs> you know, we, whereas you're, you're more respectfully saying, no, insurance does a lot of things really, really well, but we think we can help them be more efficient, be more effective provide better customers experiences which is actually where a lot of the broken comments were aiming and, and I, I think there was some truism to it i think that's fair but yeah very cleverly obviously you've got this you know almost built in customer land grab um from an insurance perspective uh no i don't want to get to that actually i want to, i want to get to the founding team actually let's start with the founding team because because it's it's such a big goal um, that I think the team must have been hugely important. How, how did you guys come together? Had you worked together before? What, 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 how did you kind of accumulate? Yeah. Great question, right? Because it's actually the people within the company that, that make this possible. Um, so Sena was founded in 2018. Mm-hmm. Company's quite young. Um, by, by three guys who all came from either the finance or the insurance industry. Um, and who, who were basically who were great technicians, right? And who had figured out that while the the level of service that carriers bring to brokers is inappropriate, right? And so they decided let's build a carrier from scratch. That was the initial part. So to build a carrier from scratch, you really need a, a technical team, right? You need to know the industry. You need to be from the industry. Even just to get the license, uh, it took 18 months of work to get the license and the French supervisor had not given out a license for these types of risks to build a new independent carrier in about 30 years, right? So it was really a big project. Um, That enabled Zeno to build, let's say, the core infrastructure um, on the insurance part. 
And then um, on top of that, you have to layer two things, uh, a real technology platform, not for internally as an insurer, but the, the service you were offering to the market, right? Mm -hmm. The world did not need an additional carrier. I mean, there are so many big balance sheets in the world, right? You don't need an additional carrier that many, but the world needed a new type of service of offering. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was to, build, to be built. And then um, given the ambition that we have for Sena, um, a certain operator skill set, right? When you, when you have a, a, a technical background, uh, it's very different than running a very fast growing business, hiring people, uh, taking, uh, taking fast decisions, um, and dealing with scale, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Raising capital, all that sort of stuff. So I joined. Uh, I joined in after, so right not not at the beginning, but a, a bit later, uh, to bring in those two additional things to make Sena uh, a a complementary skill set, um, uh, where we have in the same room, right? Really working together, and we can speak about that. You know, um, uh, I think some of the best people, if not the best people. On the on the insurance side, on the technology side, and on the operator side, right? Mm -hmm. And the magic I think happens when you get that level of, of expertise really collaborating. So as as a mesh, right? Um, and and not in silos, right? What you see in a lot of companies, especially those who need to kind of digitize let's say is that they have their historical business and then they just hire a bunch of people in technology and and, and they put them under underneath a, a, a head of innovation right mm -hmm. <laughs> and the truth is that it, when you do it that way it just doesn't work right um, and the worst thing is even when you put it under a different name right you you you, you add a dash innovation or, or, or dash x right and then you hope it works yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, but it's incredibly hard, right, to 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 modernize your business if you've been around for a super long time. So, so I'm not trying to. Uh, it's, it's not a critic. Uh, it's just that if you really wanted to work, it needs to be one, really one team. Mm. Um, and 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 that's worked with Sena, and it, and so that it was the case even at the leadership level, right, 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 right from the beginning. That that complementary skill set, where you really need people to come from both worlds. Mm. And how do you continue that? Because, you know, it, 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 it's sort of an easy thing to say, but in a practical, pra what practical steps do you put in place to kind of make sure that everyone's communicating effectively um, and, and all that silo doesn't happen? Because people tend to drift towards those silos, don't they? Naturally, yeah. it's yeah. not yeah. a, it's, so you have to kind of, um, so I'm sort of practically, it's, it's interesting to hear how yeah, you guys make it work. So we use the, the the squad methodology a lot, right? Um, so just to describe it a little bit, um, squads were probably uh, made famous by Spotify, right? Mm -hmm. um, who reorganized their teams of engineering, product management, design, etc., cetera, uh, who used to be silos, right? Um, and said, okay, screw that. Uh, we're going to build squads. A squad's going to have some people from engineering, some people from product, some people from uh, design, some people from whatever, and they are going to have a. Uh, they're going to become one team and have a business goal and be pretty autonomous in that, right? And therefore, everybody's you know, and it's quite small, right? It's six, eight people, sometimes less, mm -hmm. uh, and they just have to achieve a certain business goal together, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, so you basically organize your team around business goals instead of around departments. Um, but that, that was adapted really for um, product development, so technology development, and it works very well. Um, we obviously use that uh, on, the, on, the, on the product development side, but we also, to really create that mesh, uh, use it for other types of, uh, of development. So I can give you an example, right? When we, mm-hmm. um, when we do a client acquisition, so for example, if we, uh, uh, if we identify a big broker who wants to migrate their business, we're not going to have on one side the sales team and then on the other side, the engineering team, et cetera. We'll create a squad to win that contract and to, to, to onboard that client with people from sales, with people from legal, with people from the data science and actuary team, uh, with people from uh, design around that goal of trying to find a client, right? And the sure. more you do that, the more you really create collaboration around a common goal. And everybody has that goal, for example, hey, we need to acquire that client. Mm-hmm. And, and brings their way of doing it, right? So we're going to have an actuary who's going to, you know, build a pricing model um, for, for a new vertical, for example, not with the goal of just building a pricing model, but with the goal of doing business, right? We're going to have product management is going to be thinking, okay, to really address this new segment of clients, uh, what do we need to build? How do we work with actuaries to integrate the pricing into the systems? All that sort of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think giving common goals to people uh, helps and then the second kind of tip is uh, oh by the way these are tips but honestly we get it wrong all the time right so, <laughs> there's no secret sauce uh, but a, a second thing i've noticed is you need to really fight the common phrase of oh but insurance is different we can't hire people who don't have that skill set who have not been in industry yeah it's it's a technical industry but um you can learn and you can support, right? So mm-hmm. um, focus uniquely on the generic skill set, and then make sure you build an organization where, say, if I'll take sales for example, right? At Sano, we hire sales uh, salespeople who, for example, come just from software. Mm-hmm. They need to build uh, uh, their business, so they need to acquire clients in the insurance space, right? And so sometimes they, they're with a persona with, within a client who's speaking about technical stuff, right? Uh, about mm-hmm. insurance product, about workflows, about um, uh, regulatory aspects. Um, build your organization to make sure that person is able either to learn super quickly or can come and, and, and find the correct expert within your organization and, and, and work with them to, 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 to achieve the acquisition of that, of that client, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, you need to really force yourself, right? And, and I find this is, there's a certain arrogance to say insurance is special or banking is special or whatever is special, right? Um, and on the contrary, we can be, uh, we should be very humble um, and, and uh, be very excited by the concept of having people come in with a, a skill set we absolutely don't have. Mm-hmm. The insurance industry has been very good on certain parts of, you know, when you operate a business, they're, they're good at certain things, but they're also very poor at other things, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, very few businesses in this space really are customer-centric, right? A lot of them have that up on their walls. Yeah. But very few know how to do it. You know, they probably want to do it, but how you do it is a certain skill set. 
very few really know how to sell software or very few even know how to build software. Mm-hmm. Uh, very few know what design is, right? So if you're th- very, and, and even like take pricing and actuary, right? There's a, there's a bizarre disappearing line between data science and actuaries, right? So mm-hmm. um, you can also hire data scientists and get them to learn about certain parts of pricing of insurance products. But if you only take people from insurance, you're limiting the skill set that you're going after, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so all these kind of little things is, is like, do not think that we're special. The industry is special. Um, and on the contrary, try to really embrace, really put into the DNA of your hiring the notion that we need to get various skill sets into the company. And let's focus on um, our business goal. For example, hey, we really need to be customer centric, even though you know, it's a bit of a wide business goal. But And in that case, go find people from the industries that are the best at that, right? Mm. And to figure the stuff out on insurance, right? But but don't mm. if you hire someone from insurance, you're gonna they're gonna execute the same errors that they've done, you know, in all the previous companies. So it's quite hard, you know. It creates a lot of debate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I I mean I see that in my space. Um, I mean, I, I someone that worked in you know executive search for 13 years purely in insurance, and then the last three has been in in insure tech and. Um, Sometimes that's bringing people over from the insurance industry to sell to the industry. Other times it's it's doing the contrary. It's it's getting people from outside the space. Um, uh, I mean, one thing that I picked up very quickly that I was amazed how sophisticated the sales process was in software, as opposed yeah. to having having worked in insurance. You know, insurance was very relationship driven, uh, um, and that's not to say there aren't relationships in selling software, but there's a process, there's a structure, there's a, there's a methodology um, and people study those methodologies. Whereas in, in insurance, it's, it's, <laughs> you study the drinks menu for longer than you do some selling, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. strategies. Yeah. Uh, um, so um, yeah, I want to, I, I want to move on from, from hiring. So I was, I'm going to ask you a load of hiring questions there, which is, which is unfair because otherwise it's just a, a <laughs> recruitment specific topic. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you about your feedback because, there is something about this. This is a little bit challenging. We're, we're telling the insurance industry that they're not very good at building software. Um, you know, you've got a very particular take on it, a, a lot of which I, I agree with, and 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 so did so did the audience of the uh, uh, the showcase uh, judges at InsureTech Insights, which I know you won. So uh, congratulations on that. But um, uh, what what are the big sort of pushbacks that you have from the industry? Um, and, and then, of course, where have they really embraced and, and, and bought into this? Yeah. Um, there's one major pushback, which is um, a lot of uh, potential great clients um, still believe um, that their core assets sorry that they're building or not their core one but one of the core assets is the fact that they build themselves some technology Mm. um and and that is a bit of you know i believe an error and what other industries have showed us is a big error right Mm -hmm. um the fact that you have built internally software is good right that's you know why not but um but actually, the real um, the real asset that you're building is uh, how you 
piece together, puzzle together the best technology that is available in the market to create the most competitive company, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. everybody should specialize, right? Technology companies are unbelievable at building technology, right? Um, And will be so much better than that at that, at building the actual tech than um, a broker or an insurer. Mm -hmm. Um, An insurer will never, or a carrier or a broker will never become um, a a great technology company, uh, you know, a software builder. However, what what gives you the edge is, and what I've seen in many other industries, right? Um, and I think insurance is, is is moving towards that is how you choose the right software provider and how you uniquely use it to build um, a strong brand, a great customer experience, a very efficient internal business, and have an edge over the competition, right? Mm. Um, and so that is one of the uh, pushbacks that we do see because, you know, the, the market is still in transition. The industry is still in transition um, is that the, the market is still uh, undergoing that inevitable change, which is move away from I need to build tech to I need to buy tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has happened in, in all the other industries. Right. There's a reason why Salesforce is such a big company. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and it's hard, right? That's a hard transition, right? So um, so and but part of our job is to is to show that it can work, to show that on the, instead of it being a risk, it's actually a huge opportunity. You can reallocate resources to the right things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can basically focus your entire organization around your customer instead of around building uh, technology mm-hmm. and buy the right technology and benefit from all the improvements that your technology provider will do um, for mm. you for you over time. That, that, you, that's a hard pushback. Yeah. Do you think that's something to do with, we've had this discussion a, a little bit on the, on the, on the podcast before, which is, and this is not to be disparaging at all about the tech teams within either carriers or brokers, but because of the traditional stacks, the legacy stacks they've got, we've talked about the profile of technology teams within an insurance carrier or broker typically are, fixing repairing maintaining they're not like a software you know a, a, a software focused company or a software company it's just all about innovation and development and continuous kind of like innovation um so there's there isn't really anyone sitting within these businesses which who truly thinks about creating a unique software product it, it's really led by the business which isn't necessarily the best place for innovation on what what software can do in its entirety yeah i i agree you know it's a, it's a pretty short answer, answer to that. <laughs> um, but, but but should they right should they um uh it's it's an almost an impossible problem for them to crack right so mm. uh, uh trying to internally force you know, uh, something which is not natural, which is stop maintaining, start building. Yeah, it, it, it is close. It's close to impossible, right? So, how mm. do you rapidly innovate? How do you rapidly try new things, mm. right? And prove that they work, and then migrate your old business onto it is with third parties, yeah. right? If you try to do that internally you're going to have that constant challenge, which is, yeah, but this other thing is broken, so we need to fix it, et cetera. Um, and so really the only way where uh, the, the, 
the people who are responsible for developing the business uh, can can solve this is is third parties uh, in in my, mm. in my mind, and, and and you see it right. Um, and then, however, there's one other item which is quite tough: is what are the financial um, uh, goals of carriers, right? Um, not speaking about brokers, but when you think really mm. about mm-hmm. carriers, is that um, their goal is stability, right? Uh, when you buy public stock of stocks of uh, shares of, um, of of carriers, you're looking for the real, stable, dividend-paying, you know, uh, investment, and that's tough because that means that the financial goals of of, of the, the that the board give and the CEO, the whole management team, and everybody within the organization have is is not change everything, right? Is you know, you know, you better make sure that in 2022 we're able to pay out that same percentage of dividend as we did last year, right? Because that's what mm-hmm. shareholders are expecting. Mm-hmm. When you have that as a financial motive, it's very hard for you to say, you know what, for the next kind of five years, I'm not going to pay out a single dividend and I'm going to transform my entire business, right? Yeah. Because yeah. your shareholders will basically say, fire that CEO, that's not what we're shareholder for. So you need to change your entire shareholding to be able to do that. Um, so that's super tough, right? Um, mm-hmm. And not just the public companies, it's all, all types of companies, so uh, all types of carriers. So as a carrier, you know your 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 shareholding structure and shareholding motives are the are you know really the the, the initial break on uh, you know push down as hard as possible break on change stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, and doing big transitions costs a lot of money, right? And it's very long, right? And therefore, I'm going to go again. Obviously, I, you know, I'm, I'm pitching for Sainer, but <laughs> how do you um, align the shareholder uh, goals with the ability to try new things, innovate, and try to push your business forward in, in short cycles? Because you also need to make sure that you can deliver those things quite quickly so that you can then explain to um, your shareholders, look, this is working, let's invest in this. Um, it's third parties as well, right? It's saying, mm. obviously, uh, but but others as well. Um, yeah. Uh, and you can do it within a fiscal year, and you can understand it, and then you can build into your next plan to invest into into that sort of that sort of change. Mm. Uh, financial goals are often, you know, uh, something we we kind of forget, uh, yeah. but that's interesting to understand the dynamics of of the governance of a company. Hmm. Um. I wanted to go back actually to when you were sort of discussing uh, the Sainu offering. Um, you mentioned about bringing other, ultimately there's a goal to bring other carriers onto um, the platform. Will that be to add additional lines? Uh, is, is that the focus or, or or is it just alternative capacity to sort yeah. of compete? You? So there are many, there are several different reasons. Um, I think the core first one is, let's go back to our mission, right? Mm-hmm. We want to improve insurance and make it really an enabler for people's development as quick as possible and impact as uh, as many people as possible. Yeah. If um, if Sena is the only carrier, we're only able to em- impact the people for whom we're carrying the risk, and that's quite limited. Yeah. Uh, and therefore, to go have a big impact as quick as possible, if we can go help all the people who are being covered by all the other insurers, that's huge, right? You can really change the lives mm-hmm. of, of millions very quickly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that we, we always keep that end goal in mind when we're thinking about, about strategy. Um, and, um, and then... What we what we will be offering uh, 
um, this is this is more long term. But what you what you can uh, what we can imagine is that um, everything that we've built and that we're continuing to build um, is helping our our insurer uh, kind of subsidiary that is behind the scenes be kind of very innovative, very agile, and very efficient. Right, mm-hmm. the cost of carrying risk is very low with Sena. Um, and that is a great thing to have built. It's a huge um, advantage. And therefore, we also think it could be very interesting for the industry if we can bring all that uh, skill set, right, of being a very uh, fast moving, uh, very automated carrier uh, to all the other carriers because we can help them improve, we can help them, and, and with that, we can help them potentially. Uh, both lower prices of insurance and still generate more margin, right? This is actually, is it, we think it's actually possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we think there's a big business opportunity for Sena to, to, to do that. And then the kind of third reason is um, um, our clients are asking for it, mm. right? Uh, our clients are, uh, you know, the, the paying clients are uh, brokers, MGAs, intermediaries, etc. cetera. Um, and, um, they usually start using Sena for a part of their business, but they have, you know, they're, they're running a larger business, right? And they say, hey, we'd really love to be able to use your technology, your software tools for the rest of our business uh, carried by uh, other people, um, other carriers. And for now, we have to say uh, not possible, mm-hmm. uh, but we're actually starting to do it now. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and therefore, that means that we will set everything up so that the broker can easily send up the data to the other carrier and we're, we're enabling them. And then over time, I think we'll go see those carriers and we'll say, look, these and these and these brokers are, are using Sena's technology to, to operate their business. Uh, it's working well for them. It works well for you because everything's well organized, the data, the payments, everything's, everything's fine. Um, we can do so much more for you, right? We can help you on the risk management. We can help you on, uh, on, on pricing. We can help you on compliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can basically help you become a much more efficient carrier uh, and, and you can start offering products using all of this technology to a lot of brokers. So we'll see, you know, over time we'll, we'll evolve, but it really stems from our brokers saying, look, I'm, I, I like what we're doing already and we, I'd like to use your, your technology for a lot more of my business. Can you help? Right. And then, then we kind of work from there. Yeah, well, that's the product market fit journey. Lovely. Uh, the uh, I was going to um, uh, ask about the kind of genesis of the company because you know the one way of obviously doing what you're doing is 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 to not have the carrier. Was that considered? Was it ever just let's build a SaaS play? Or you know, I think your inception journey was that no, this is always going to be a carrier. Um, but I wanted to see if that was considered. No. So what makes Sena unique is that we've merged the two mm-hmm. right uh, so we're stealing this this sentence from 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 apple but it just <laughs> works right it just <laughs> works so what i mean by that is by having in the same platform everything that is to do with risk carrying compliance uh, all the regulatory aspects risk management and the uh, productivity tools for brokers to sell to manage contracts to do claims etc it means that when you um, create an insurance product or when you migrate an insurance product from elsewhere, all the rest just works, mm-hmm. right? I'll give you a very concrete example because that, that's is quite nice. Um, 
an insurance product is going to dictate uh, which types of claims are accepted and which are excluded, right? And um, what you what a claims manager usually has to do is take all of this legalese and um, and build up their technology, uh, their their software to detect cases that are supposed to be excluded, to make sure you're asking for the right documentation to, uh, to, to whoever's finding a claim, but they're doing all this by hand, right? So even when you have an insurance product, it takes you months and months to configure your technology and you get it wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Therefore, an audit comes along, the, uh, the carrier comes along and says, this is wrong, this is wrong, and then you need to reinvest and, oh, I, you know, it was an agency and the agency's gone and whoever was managing IT is gone, and, uh, you know? Um, and so what I mean by saying it just works is that the insurance product is created, boom, the claims uh, customer finding experience, the claims management takes all that into account, takes the insurance product specificities into account. The uh, subscription um, experiences for customers online or offline, embedded or, or direct, just work, right? The pricing is already integrated, the quoting already works, the contractual documents already baked in right and so to go back to your question alex you know uh, did we have to build a carrier could we have just built the software tool i think the uh, solving big problems the hard way is often the right solution right so we yeah. have to really go deep um, does it mean that in the long term it'll stay the same way no because to go back to your initial question by having built the carrier ourselves, by being able to carry risk, by having built a very agile um, and smart carrier underneath this platform, we've built up a, a big skill set mm. and, and, and credibility, which means that then when we go see other carriers more with a SaaS play, and we say, hey, so you're going to carry the risk and brokers are going to operate on our platform and et cetera, we know what we're doing, right? We really know what we're doing. And we don't come just with the software. We come with all the service of pricing and legal and audits and all that sort of stuff, right? So um, it's a really tough business to execute because you need to be very good in it on the insurance side. You need to be very good on technology. You need to be very good in go-to-market. It requires a lot of capital, not just for solvency, but it requires a lot of investments to build up a very ambitious platform. Mm-hmm. But we think it's big, right? We think it's a big opportunity, so that's the way to do it. So no, we. I think if you, if you just build software, you're not compelling enough. Um, and but if but if you build a, a a magical platform. Not sure magical is the right word, but (laughs) that really requires no work from your clients and just works. Then you've got something that is very compelling. Yeah, no, I I, I would agree. I I completely buy into it. I think the the skin in the game element alone, just the credibility of that, is 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 powerful. Um, Particularly in 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 an industry that's so obsessed with its own culture and its USP. And I think that's for me what I kept thinking was the reason they want to build it is because I think there is still a lot of buy-in to insurance, different insurance is special. And then that filters down to individual company levels to go, well, we need our USP. And there's, there's a little bit of a naivety of how you buy off-the-shelf software and, and, and create a USP for your customer proposition. There's just there's not that learned skill yet, um, yeah. and it's an evolution. Um, so one last question, because I'm really conscious of your time. 
we've obviously raised a lot of money recently um uh, and and so what are we going to see uh for the rest of 2022 is it new geographies is it new lines of business um yeah so you'll see two things well i mean yeah two you will see two things there's a lot of stuff going <laughs> Happening. <laughs> um, first is is the tooling for uh, brokers and distributors is going to become you know much better i mean we're mm-hmm. always unsatisfied but there's a lot that we um, want to build and that we're going to be building very quickly mm-hmm. um, so hopefully we'll our platform is going to become increasingly uh, compelling uh, it's already quite cool. It already cr- solves a lot of problems and creates a lot of value for customers, but I think we'll go much deeper. Well, I know mm-hmm. we'll go deeper. Um, and the second thing is we're, uh, we're starting to enable um, brokers who sell health insurance. Okay. Um, so that's already started. We're in March now when we're recording, March 2022. Um, so that's very exciting. It's a mass market, right? Um, the the f- the, the first um, kind of lines of businesses that we helped brokers with were more niche markets. Um, it enabled us to really build up our platform, build up all, all the, all the um, systems behind the scenes, uh, build up our, our, our credibility. You mentioned credibility, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, so we're going, uh, we're going to start enabling a first mass market. The others will come after. Um, and that's, you know, quite exciting. It's so huge that um, we're, we're really going to dedicate the year on that. Um, and then the third thing, I sorry, I mentioned two, but, but there's a third is in, um, we're going to start uh, letting the brokers use our use our platform for all of their business. You know, we spoke about it. So including mm-hmm. um, products that are being carried by others. Um, so that that will also be a, an evolution. Um, but it's something really the market is asking us to do. Awesome. Brilliant stuff. Oh, saving that. There's so much going on there, and um, it's one of these ones where I think one we could talk for another hour. And secondly, I'd, I'd love to follow up in a, in, a, in a year's time, see where it's shifted to. But um, I really want to thank you for your time. Uh, very kind of you to spend, um, you know, what is a very busy period for you um, with me on the podcast. So thank you very much for being a guest. Thank you. This was fun. Speak soon. All the best. Cheers. Bye. As always, this podcast is brought to you by FinPro Search Partners, often simply known as FinPro. FinPro is an executive recruitment business working in the insurance and insure tech space on an international basis. If you would like to find out more about FinPro, please visit our website, www.wearefinpro.com or our FinPro company page on LinkedIn. I've been your host, Alex Bond, and I would personally love to connect with anyone who is interested in the changing world of insurance. So feel free to reach out to me directly, um, either on LinkedIn or via my email, uh, alex at wearefinpro.com. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and I hope to see you back next week. Thank you.